Hey, how's everybody? Have you been uh, properly welcomed so far today? Wished a happy Easter several times. Wonderful. Uh, I thought uh, the service and the, those that have spoken before have just done such an outstanding job. Um, amazing. Marlon and Saida, incredible. Tall, dark, and sinus infected. I will not forget that. Thank you. Thank you for that. Publicly, thank you. Joel sitting next to me was like, what a great sermon that was from Saeed. I was like, I know. I feel like I have so far to fall. Like the bar has been set so high already, Reese, that all I can do is disappoint up here. Feels so much pressure. Marianne did a great job. Is it, would it be proper to call you a tax collector? No. Just want to make sure, because wow, <laughs> not the same. I'm Rob Cosper, in case you're wondering. I'm not going to introduce the speaker. I am the speaker, so there's that. I've been married to my wife, Connie. Uh, actually, in two weeks, it'll be 30 years in two weeks. 30 years. Give that woman a hand. Give that woman a round of applause. She's not here to hear it, of course. We're not fighting or anything. Although, it is true, and Reese and certainly been married a long time, you know this, just because you think you're not fighting doesn't mean you're not fighting, right? Is that true or not, Reese? Very true. But we're not fighting. She's at the other service. Uh, she actually has a visitor. Uh, we go to uh, the Lifeway service in San Gabriel, so... She has a visitor and also was preparing communion and that, th that sort of thing, so, uh, so she's there, and we're not fighting, as I said. Um, I, have like a, I have like a bunch of notes here, right? Like, I worked on this, just in case you're wondering. <laughs> you may be wondering as I go on, did he work on that? <laughs> I did. Um, but it's interesting, you know, as, as you come and worship uh, you sing the songs, right? This is true for any of you that, that speak or, or get up here. You, you want to participate, and, and as you're participating, you know, you're moved in certain ways. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Say yes, yes. I appreciate a little feedback too, you know. Um, and I just thought, you know, it's how, how interesting to have a guy that grew up celebrating Passover speak on Easter. I'm, I'm from a Jewish background, so I didn't, I didn't grow up celebrating Easter at all. And so some of the warm feelings that you might have about Easter and, you know, Marlon never missing, and God used that whole thing to, like, bring him to Christ. How cool is that? Like, I didn't have that. I missed all the chocolate bunnies. <laughs> By the way, uh, my wife to this day still... Gives me an Easter basket. I had an Easter basket this morning. Is that cool or what? Reese's peanut butter eggs. Not Reese's. Reese's peanut butter eggs. If he comes over, he's going to think they're his peanut butter eggs. My peanut butter eggs. Um, so I, I didn't have uh, maybe some of the same feelings uh, that you have. And so maybe some of the things that I'm going to share will be from a little bit of a different angle or, or different idea. I grew up celebrating Passover. And uh, someone talked about a Passover meal, right? Who just had that, right? You guys had a... Are you from a Jewish background? 
Sort of. Me too. Me too. Did I mention that? I'm sort of from a Jewish background also. And so we celebrated uh, Passover. Not a great meal, by the way, right? I mean, unleavened bread, bitter herbs. I mean, it's like not a great meal. They ate it on the run, guys, okay? It was, it's not a great meal. Just say it, all right? It's a great celebration. And in fact, it's been being celebrated for like going on 3,500 years the same way. Think about that. The same way it's been celebrated. Charlton Heston and that whole thing, that's more recent, but helps to connect us with that time. And I was thinking, you know, there's, there's a verse, I, I wasn't planning on sharing this, but like I said, you know, when you start celebrating and, and getting in the worship, other things come to your mind. So this is one of the things that came to my mind. It's in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, and uh, it says... In verse 12, therefore, since we have such a hope, we're very bold. We're not like Moses, who would put a veil over his face to prevent the Israelites from seeing the end of what was passing away. But their minds were made dull. For to this day, the same veil remains when the old covenant is read. It has not been removed because only in Christ is it taken away. And so I I thought about that for me. I I remember when the veil was taken away. Do Do you remember that? Like, do you vividly remember? Because this is true whether you grew up celebrating Easter or Passover. There's like a veil when you read these things that one day gets like removed and taken away. And it's like, oh, you get it. And I remember that day for me. I I had begun to believe in Jesus in, in college. And my wife and I were actually dating at the time. And we were invited to a church much like this one uh, in uh, South Florida. And started visiting and visited for a good length of time and studied the Bible and read the Bible, but there was a veil, right? Like, like I read it and I am not a stupid person, so I understood it, but I was like, mm, you know, it's like there's, it's a rock, didn't get in. And then one day I, I was invited with a group of, of singles, we were invited to go to this uh, large event in Atlanta, Georgia, in 88, 1988. <laughs> I know, wow. Time did go back before you were born, right? People existed. There, there wasn't the interwebs and all of those things. We went to libraries, but we learned. We knew things. And I remembered um, everybody was singing and 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 worshiping, and giving, and, and I just kind of sat back, and I looked at everybody, and the first thought I had was, wow, I'm, I'm not really like these people. You ever, you ever think that? Uh, they're, they're cool, I like them, but, but I'm not like them. I, I'm, I'm different than they are, and then this guy got up to, to preach. Uh, his name was Sam Lang. I actually spoke to him last week for about an hour. And he preached this sermon from Isaiah chapter 40. And I'll never forget it. I've heard a thousand sermons. I've preached a lot of sermons. I don't remember them. I won't remember this one next week. Probably you won't either. Maybe you'll remember something from it. I don't know. But there are some, like when the veil gets lifted, it's like, oh my gosh. 
And I will never forget, I will never forget that day because that day the veil like got lifted from my eyes. I was like, oh my God, this is real. Like this is, this is like not a thing. This is like real. Do you know what I'm talking about? Am I just talking to myself? I mean, I will never forget it, ever in my life. Look, look in, I wasn't planning on reading this either. Who knows what I'm going to read today, by the way. But look in Isaiah chapter 40 for a second, just, just for the heck of it. Sam read this. In verse 1 it says, Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins, a voice of one calling. In the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for God. Of course, that is foretelling John the Baptist. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain, and the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all the people will see it together. He read through this, and I was like, I was just, I was stunned. I had heard a lot of sermons up until that point. I had studied the Bible personally with people, but for whatever reason, for whatever reason, that day, the veil was lifted from me. You know what I, I think it is? And I think, I think my people, I think the Jews, and unfortunately, too many people that call themselves Christians now have allowed this veil to cover their eyes because Christianity, Judaism, these things become a code, a way of life, a morality. And when they become that, there's no love. Because you can't love a code. You can't love a morality. You can't love, love a set of rules. And so when I went... And all up until that time in my life, when I went to service, it was about a set of rules. It was, for me, a code, a way of life, a morality. This is how I should be living. I'm not always, but I'm a pretty good person like Saida. I haven't killed anybody yet. And if I did, well, doggone it, I bet they deserve it. So I want to give you a couple of ideas today. I thought, what would I have liked to know or understand if I were a 22-year-old or if I were at any age of my life and the veil was still covering my eyes like it was in those days? And like, honestly, it could be again, right? I could allow that again. What would I like to know? What would I like to understand? What would I like to be told? Well, I think some of it I just said, <laughs> so take note of that. Christianity, well, let's, 
Let's look over there together. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. It's already been quoted a couple of times. And this is where I found myself when I was thinking about this, this sermon. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1. Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel that I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved. If you hold firmly to the word that I preached to you, otherwise you have believed in vain. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance. That Christ, Jesus Christ, died for our sins, according to the scriptures. That he was buried that He was raised on the third day. Today we celebrate that day. According to the Scriptures. And that He then appeared to Cephas or Peter, and then to the twelve. After that, He appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then He appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, he appeared to me also as to one abnormally born. What would I want to know or understand? The first thing that I think would have helped me and continues to help me is that everything that we do and that we are as Christians is about the man, the Son of God, Jesus Christ. And what he did. We do not love a set of codes. We do not love a morality. We do not love a set of laws. We love Jesus. And if we don't love Jesus, our eyes are veiled. We don't get it. And let me tell you something. When I say love, I mean love. Okay? I mean love. I love my wife. I would die for my wife. I love my children. I have three boys. I would die for them. I would take a bullet for them. And you would too. Well, maybe not my kids, but you would for your own. You would. I remember when this veil was lifted, I'd been around the church for about a year studying the Bible. And my eyes were opened. And after a day of studying, the person that was studying the Bible with me said, you're, you're ready to get baptized. You're, you're ready to do this. And I go, how do you know? Not that I was afraid to commit, but I was afraid, was I ready or not really? And he said, I'll never forget, he looked at me and he, and he pointed at me. I didn't like when people point at me. And he pointed at me and he said, what would you do for Jesus? And I said without thinking, I would die for Jesus. And I meant it. I meant it with ever, every fiber of my being. I said, I would die for Jesus. And he said, I think you're ready. And I go, you know what? I think you're right. I think you're right. You doggone right I was ready. I was ready. Because he asked me that question and because of what my answer was. You know, the Bible teaches when, when you read... Luke 9, Luke 14, right? Jesus says, we need to love him more than who? 
Say it. Mother, father, sister, brother, wife, children, even your own life, your own self. And you know what? When the veil covers you, those are just words. But when the veil is lifted, you're like, holy cow. I would die for Jesus. Now, I hope for the rest of my life I have that conviction. And if it ever came to it, I hope I have that conviction. Right? But I know at that moment when the veil was lifted, I was like, yes, 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 I would do it. Not that he said you have to do it. This was my, of my own volition. Do you understand? Does this make sense? Up until that time, there was a veil. Why? Because Christianity was about a code. Christianity was about a, a, a way of life. Christianity was, okay, Rob, you used to believe in Judaism, and now you believe in Jesus. And that was not easy, growing up Jewish, by the way. It was not easy at all. Saying the name of Jesus felt a little bit offensive, like I was being a traitor in the early days. So even getting past that was difficult. But there was still a veil when it was just a code or a set of morality. But that is not what Paul says. Isn't it interesting that the Bible is full of stuff that we need to do? Right? It's full of it. Here's how you're supposed to be married. And here's how a wife treats her husband. And here's how a husband's supposed to treat their wife. And here's how you remain sexually pure. And here's what you do with drinking and all this stuff. And Paul doesn't say any of that right here. He says, you know what's the most important thing? Do you know what is of first importance? Do you know what? None of the other stuff matters. Let's not even talk about the other stuff until you get this straight. It's about Jesus. Do you believe that he lived, he was real, he died, he was the son of God, and he was risen again, resurrected? That's the first. And guess what? In case you don't believe, here are hundreds of eyewitnesses that actually saw it. I saw it. Wow. How much time I got left? I want to get to my first point here. <laughs> Four minutes. It's foundational. This is it. This is what it's all about. There's nothing else that needs to be said. This is what it's about. How should we live? You know what? Guess what? If you love Jesus, really love Jesus, you'll figure that out. You'll get help. You'll get advice. You'll want to be connected to the body. You'll want to do. You'll want to give all the things, all the rules, the code, the stuff, right? That when you're young, by the way, that's all you think about. You're like, oh, I'm going to have to live this way, and I can't live this way, and, but what if I want to go this way in my life, and I really want to go this way? Forget all that stuff. You don't know what the heck you're going to do in your life anyway. Right? You don't. Albert, especially you, you don't. So love Jesus. Get to know Jesus. Let the veil be lifted from your eyes because of the man, the Son of God, Jesus. The rest will fall into place. Even when I believe something personally, sometimes I have to step back and I want to personally really consider why do I believe what I believe? Like, is there proof 
This is something that, honestly, I think I failed as a parent. I wish I would have had these conversations more with my kids when they were young. Parents, do what you want with what I just said. I wish I would have talked about, you know, Josephus and the antiquities of the Jews that he wrote and how he wrote in the first century as a non-believer, as a Jew, non-Christian, he wrote about Jesus. That Jesus was a real person, a historical figure. Or Tacitus, the Roman historian, who wrote about Jesus in the first century. I wish we would have had those conversations. You know why? Because it helps me today to believe in Jesus. I went online just to do a little bit of research, and I just, you know, Wikipedia always pops up, number one, looking at Passover. You know the first thing it said about Passover? A myth of the Jews. I was like, what? What? A myth. It's all a myth, guys. In this world, the veil is covering people's eyes. Don't let it cover yours. It's just a myth. It's a fantasy. Unless you know and embrace Jesus. All the followers of Jesus, these people that are mentioned in 1 Corinthians, the 500, do you know, do you know that in the first century when Jesus was around, there were dozens of other messiahs? Did you know that? Dozens. People that claimed to be messiahs and they had followers. Did you know that? Does that rock your faith at all? Here's why it shouldn't. Because you know what happened to all those suckers? They were killed. And then do you know what happened to all their followers? Phew, like roaches. They scattered. Because that's what happens when people follow a fake. They follow Jesus. And then like all the others, Jesus was killed. And then they saw him raised to life. And you know what they did? They gave up their own lives. All the apostles, all the followers of Jesus that were with him every day, do you know how they died? Horrifically. Because they wouldn't renounce the name of Jesus. They were impaled. They were beheaded. They were crucified. They were stoned. They were thrown from the temple. Because they wouldn't say, oh guys, we made it all up. It's just a show. Sorry. We're just creating a religion because there's money in religion. No, it was, it was real. And Jesus is real. He's as real today as he was then. It is not a myth, and he is not a myth. That's all I got for you, or at least all the time I got for you today. Why don't we have a prayer? Uh, thank you, by the way, for indulging my uh, few minutes here. I hope it's helpful to you. It was helpful to me. That's what I love. No, let's pray. Thank you. Thank you. Let's have a prayer. Father, we love you so much. Uh, we could never, ever, ever repay all your love for us, your giving, your service, what Jesus did. And yet, Father, we love him. Though we've never seen him, we love him. And we desire to have a deep relationship with you. Father, we pray that this day and every day that follows, we would keep the veil off of our eyes and we would be in love with the man, the Son of God, 
your Son and our Lord Jesus Christ. We ask this in His name. Amen. Thank you. Have a great Easter. God bless you.